0: Jim, it's the World of Bonds. It's Tuesday, the 13th of July, 2021. This is for professional investors only and never ever investment advice. Now, that old banger on your drive at the moment um, has beaten the stock market over the past year. Used cars have driven a third of today's surprisingly, shockingly high US inflation number. Uh, they're up about 45, 46% year on year. Um, and that's driven a headline US CPI number that's 5.4% year on year compared to a expectation of below five. So we thought that May's number may well be the peak. And that was kind of part of the story around the famous transitory word. But we came in a lot stronger again, uh, not just a headline as well, it was also core inflation um expected month on month was 0.4% we came in 0.9% and if we bear in mind that between the years i think 2011 2019 the average rise in uh, us inflation on a month on month basis was within 0.2% um 98% of the time it was uh, plus or minus 0.1 from that so between 0.1 and 0.3% month on in- month 98% of the time throughout that period, you'll see that this is pretty extraordinary times that we're living in. Still some debate of course around whether this is bounced back and if you were looking for some good news around the used car price that's driving that headline It's really, you know, there are measures, including the Mannheim survey, Black Black Book surveys of dealer car prices. There does appear to be a relatively steep fall in uh, the month to date uh, that won't be captured in this um, this huge rise that we saw last month. But nevertheless, um, as that falls away. There are things coming through that haven't been captured fully on the other side yet and I think rents is one of those things that people are pointing to. Some of that is just how it's measured, it's never been a particularly good measure. Um, Owner's equivalent rent is, uh, look it up, is quite a weird way of uh, determining that factor for owner occupiers in their house. Uh, But also when it comes to traditional rents, I think there's also some expectation that when the moratoriums on evictions come to an end shortly, and landlords are able to evict people post the pandemic again, that will, you know, those zero rents will suddenly presumably go to a um, uh, a real market rent again, and that will feed through into the inflation numbers. So shelter was quite robust last month. It was plus 0.5 month on month, which itself is the highest since 2005. But generally, I think people will feel that used cars will stop dropping away from here but perhaps will be replaced by significantly higher rents within the CPI number. Having said all of that, if I'd have told you that we were going to print um, 5.4% year-on-year CPI number today, uh, what do you think would have happened to the US Treasury market? Well, of course, in this topsy-turvy Alice in Wonderland world that we live in, uh, 10-year US Treasury bond yields are at 1.37%, which is up 0.1 basis point on the day, and in fact 30-year US Treasuries are actually uh, down a basis point. Short end doing a little worse, so uh, if you're out to five years, they're up three or four basis points to 0.8%, but generally not much movement in US Treasuries, a little bit more movement in breakeven inflation rates. So if you look at that five-year break-even inflation rate, which is the difference between nominal bond yields and TIPS real yields, they're coming in at 2.55%. Uh, that's up about three or four basis points today, but still a uh, relatively long way away from where they were at the peak in July, uh, below that level. So no great expectation in bond markets that anything very significant has happened with that blowout number. US dollar is... Uh, stronger against its trading basket but uh, not much to see there really which is a bit surprising and um, I wonder how many months of uh, upward surprises for US CPI we can tolerate before the bond market does start to take notice. So very much the market still in transitory and those big picture drivers of lower bond yields um, and particularly probably Delta variant fears about the world. You know, we're seeing a number of countries around the world now reporting record number of cases. I mean, South Korea just came out today and, saw, and reported their record number of uh, cases there. So something to worry about on the global growth front that's probably out Weighing the concerns about what's still regarded as a transitory inflation blip. Two other things to quickly mention today, both in the emerging market world. Um, on Friday last week, the uh, People's Bank of China cut the reserve requirement ratio. Now, They've made it clear and emphasised that this is not the same as a rate cut. It's not changing the direction of monetary policy, Uh, but the market doesn't really take it that way. And if you look at the charts of the RRR, the reserve requirement ratio, the amount of uh, reserves that banks are uh, are told that they must keep, it it maps pretty well to kind of monetary conditions and interest rates in China. So the cut of 0.5% in the RRR is regarded has been significant. It's the first cut since the pandemic when banks were told that they needed to hold more liquidity. Um, and this will release about 155 billions worth of liquidity into the Chinese uh, economy. And I think that there has been a narrative growing Together with the concerns about the Delta variant and other variants of COVID, that actually perhaps the Chinese economy isn't as strong as, as it has been, you know, and this, we've been in this synchronised global recovery for the past six months or so, and maybe China is starting to roll over and the Chinese government is starting to think it has to do something about that. And then the final thing i was going to mention today again on emerging markets is you will have seen the news coming out of south africa and uh zuma the former president of south africa is uh, starting a 15-month prison sentence his family appears to be um supporting rioting looting and uh, unrest in protest at that jailing and certainly there's some significant uh, levels of looting in in certain areas of south africa that has led to some fears about stability at a time when, again, uh, COVID variants are on the increase dramatically in, uh, in Africa itself. So, if you look at the South African rand since the start of June, that's up from 13 and a half against the US dollar to 14 and a half plus against the US dollar. And the movement in the past couple of days has been uh, pretty severe. Um, so today, it's weakened by another one and three quarter percent against the US dollar. So uh, some worries now about the strength of the global recovery, um, but on the face of it at the numbers. Markets not too worried about what it still regards as a transitory US inflation number. We'll see how long that lasts. Have a good rest of the week. Might speak to you before the weekend. Bye.